Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Goran Otaku Council podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ace. And I'm your host, McMillian. And we are back for another week with episode 19. But as always, if you would like to become a council member and join us every week as we discuss all things anime and sometimes manga, then make sure you hit that like and subscribe button, as well as follow us on our social media so you can stay up to date on all things about the council, as well as for any new listeners or watchers out there. Our weekly episode consists of me and McMillian choosing three animes from the current anime season and following along with them every week and discussing and reviewing each new episode. Um, the spring 2022 season is coming right around the corner. So we're about to start another new season here. So if you mm-hmm. don't want to miss that, then make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can follow us along with us for our spring journey. And with that being said, council is now in session. Let, Let the, the meeting, meeting begin. begin. All right, everybody. Welcome back for another week. Um, there was another good week of anime, another good week here. But as always, you know, we're going to hop straight into some council announcements, everybody, and we got a, we got a little lengthy list here. So we'll try to get through this as fast as we can. So I'm going to get to the big one first. Um, so Attack on Titan, the finale, episode 87, has been delayed. It was supposed to premiere next week on the... Uh, I should have been ready for this. Uh, it's supposed <laughs> to premiere next week on the 27th, but it is delayed to April the 3rd. So when next Sunday comes, you're wondering why... It's Attack on Titan Sunday, but Attack on Titan is not here. It is because it was delayed. So mm-hmm. don't you no, know, just be aware of that. Um, don't get your hopes up. It, you know, it just got delayed by a week. It'll be here on April the third. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on from that, the JJK Zero movie is now out in theaters. If you have not seen it yet, go see it. It was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, me, McGill- me and McMillian have seen it. We do plan on doing a movie review of it. Um, but. That when that's when that comes out, we guys will let you know when that goes when that's gonna be coming out. We got another special yes, episode that's, that's, that we have planned coming out before that. So yes, just be on the lookout for that. Um moving on from there, Rent a Girlfriend season two was announced. Now, me personally, I have not watched Rent a Girlfriend, but my friend McMillian here has watched it. So McMillian, talk to us. I am not a degenerate. I just thought <laughs> I was, someone told me it was a funny concept. It was a funny show. Uh if you like comedies, I definitely like give it a look. Um, because it, it's mostly just about how dumb the main character is for the most part, but it has some endearing quality stuff there that like kind of brings it up. So uh, I'm not sure if I'm if I'd say I'm 100% looking forward to the second season. Like I think I might watch it or turn it on after it's done because that's how I watched the first one. I wasn't like keeping up with it weekly, but after it was over. It was enough people talking about it for me to go check it out. So, uh, season season two hopefully might be good. I mean, there was a what a rent a girlfriend meme going along not too going around not too long ago. So I guess I guess it's still po- pretty popular for it to have a what is it trend like that. So yeah. All right. So that's that. Moving on to our next announcement, we have Kakomi can't communicate. Season two is scheduled for April sixth. Um, this was pretty fast. If not mistaken, season one was just not too long ago, like a few months ago. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, season two right around the corner. Um, I haven't watched it, but I think maybe you said you read the manga. Hey, I read majority of it, so I'm past. I'm pretty sure I'm past where they are currently in the anime. It's a nice little story, uh, comedic, uh, endearing at times. Um, pretty good. I definitely like if you're just looking for a slice of life with a bit of comedy to watch. I definitely check it out. Uh, I'm hoping that Blue Period also gets a 
season two announcement pretty soon since those were both like Netflix, true Netflix original animes, considering it's the only place you could watch them for both. All right. Speaking of also right around the corner, Spy Family is also right around the corner. The anime is scheduled to premiere on April the 9th. Any thoughts on Spy Family, McMillan? Uh, really good series. Really funny. At decently action-packed and also endearing. At, you might be getting a little bit of my taste here. <laughs> but um, hopefully, uh, I think Spy Family is one of the ones we might add for our rotation. Even though I've read a little bit of it. Not enough, I feel like that would spoil me talking about it. Because it's m- primarily a uh, comedy anime. So it's not a lot of like mystery involved in it. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of something you turn on and enjoy. So Okay. All right. We also have another anime that's coming right around the corner. Kaguya-sama Love is War. Season 3 is scheduled for April the 9th. Not April the 9th. April the 8th. This is also one I have not watched. But if not mistaken, <laughs> maybe you said you've seen season 1 yes. of this. All the things I said about the last ones can also be applied to this. Um, oh, excuse me. Uh, Kage-sama is just a very funny show. It is, and it's well written and well paced, and it's a, uh, it's a romantic comedy, and it's not the main character isn't just like for being nice, because you know how many <laughs> animes there are like that, basically. So, uh, definitely give it a check out. Definitely check it out if you haven't. I myself have not watched season two yet, but that's mostly just because it. It, you know, it's one of those things where it gets put on your watch list and then you, just for, get pushed you, you, to the forget, side. you forget to come back. So, yeah, at least it's done no. now for me. So I can yes. go back and watch it. No, de- definitely. If anime watches, some probably know, know this out there, but make a list. Making a list of things you're watching and currently have and you have already watched is not a bad idea just so you can stay on track of things. Because as we million said, you know, once you get into the groove of just watching a whole bunch of different things, you sometimes can lose track of what you're watching mm-hmm. so yeah making making a list is not a bad idea um so moving on from there we got just three announcements more here right here um jobless reincarnation is getting a heiress spinoff manga um jobless reincarnation was an isekai that we featured on our fall 2021 lineup it is definitely a must watch in our opinion so mm-hmm. if you have not seen mushuko tensei jobless reincarnation definitely go give it a watch but um heiress is one of the Part, she's also one part of the main cast, and they're doing a spinoff on her for the manga. Any thoughts on that, um, um, I, I'm interested to see what exactly they're going to show, because I'm pretty sure it's going to be a while before we... Whenever Mushuko comes back, uh, it's going to be probably a while before we get to see exactly what she was doing. So I think it'd be an interesting story to, uh, to like delve into. So I think they chose... A, if they had to choose, make a spinoff, I think that's a good one. All right. Moving on from there, we got another new announcement, actually. So, a Tekken Netflix-only anime was announced. Um, this came out of nowhere. Didn't Nobody knew, at least but probably the majority of us did not know this was in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, but this came out of nowhere, and te- Netflix is doing a Tekken anime. So, um, no, what, I guess, what are your thoughts on Tekken in general, McMillian? Uh, I feel like... Majority of people may have played Tekken. I myself did a little. It's not my favorite fighting game. My favorite one is Guilty Gear. Uh, but it's a good series. And I'm interested to see, I guess, like what story they're going to tell in it. Like who, they're, who mm-hmm. the focus is going to be. Uh, also, the only thing that kind of throws me off about one. Th- this being uh, this is one of Netflix's original animes that are kind of 
more so CGI than it is traditional yeah. animated style. So if you can look past that, hopefully this will be good. Like they have another one like that called Ajin that actually tells a really really good story. It's well, just it, well, Ajin is actually really good. Yeah, I was about to say it's just it's just unfortunate. Most of it is CG anime. CG, yeah, but so, it's a good story though. Yeah, it's a good story though. I didn't know you watched Ajin. We never oh, talked Ajin's about that. Ajin's good. Mm-hmm. We never talked about that. <laughs> we, we, you know, we might have to do like a Netflix anime series, something like that. Maybe, yeah, maybe um, some hidden gems. Yes, yeah, if if you know if you like fighting games, more than likely you have played Tekken, um, at one point or another during your life because it's it's basically one of those staple fighting games that's been around for for years now. Um, so you know Tekken, I, I do enjoy it as well. I, me personally, I don't necessarily like buy fighting games like that, but I do enjoy some Tekken though. I do enjoy Tekken. And moving on to our last announcement we have here for today, My Hero Season 6 is scheduled for Fall 2022. So, My Hero, Jay, McMillian, uh, talk to us. Okay, so the di- what the, how they animated that last arc was disrespectful, but it set up <laughs> a lot. So I'm hoping that this arc, that this next season is done to the T, because... At, from what I, I I know loosely, but a war is about to happen based on the shit we saw last season. So they yes, gotta I, I, I they gotta come with, with it. This is a not necessarily a make or break season, but this, in my opinion, this season has the potential to actually put my hero up into that upper echelon of new new gen uh, shonen. Because me personally, I don't think. It's the greatest out of the new gen shonen. Like, yes, it is good, but I wouldn't put it like at the top of like all the new gen shonen. Mm-hmm. But you no, know, season six definitely has that chance to start pushing up the bar, at least in my eyes. Because you know, like you mentioned, we're going. This is a war. We're finna go to war, and they got to do this right. Mm-hmm. They have to do this right. They have to do this season right. I'm not sure if this ended good or bad in the manga or not, but regardless, they have to animate this well. Yes, definitely. Um, so, and that is the, oh, no, actually, no, I got one more announcement. I'm sorry. Um, So, next week, due to the fact that AOT has been delayed and um, 86 is now ended, next week, weekly episode will only consist of the case study Venetus. So, next week, we'll also be doing a double, up, a double upload and uploading our fall 2021 recommendations as well. So that will be on the way next week as well. Not this week, this whenever you're listening to this, I guess, but the following week yeah, following after week. that. Episode 20, basically. When episode 20 comes out is when um, you'll be seeing the Fall 2021 recommendation that same week as well. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, that is the end of our council announcements. And we're going to hop straight in to our episode for today, everybody. We're going to start with Attack on Titan. Going through what we learned in the major events. So, um, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. This was a, this was a boxing episode. Yep. Uh, we we was here for one thing and one thing only, and that was to fuck shit up. Truly, <laughs> but, truly. <laughs> but however, we did learn some stuff this episode. So let's let's go through that. So, um, at the beginning of this episode, like I said, you know, we start back off with. Um, Reiner and Annie boxing because that's where we left off. Uh-huh. So we're back boxing again, them doing what they do best, you know, killing scouts. So we go from there to where we go back to Hanj and a group that's being held underground. 
And now this is the point where plans have changed because the Ozma Beto has informed them that it will take them at least a full day, day. to service the boat. A full day, then they were like, at our best, we could probably work it down to half. And Correct. I, high, the, the, the high pressure situation just became even more high pressure because what the fuck? We doing all Correct. this and you want a half a day to do what? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so, like, for instance, speak, like, just last week's episode where Asa asked me how we would have approached this. We definitely could not have escaped now without killing nobody half a day. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it. <laughs> so, due to the fact that it will take them half a day to service the boat, they can't stay at the docks anymore because there's no way in the world they can defend the docks for half a damn day. Yeah. So, they plan to move the boat and... I can't remember the name of the city, but it's another city that is on mainland that they're going to service the boat at. Yeah. But even when they get it there, it's still a race against time because they have to service the boat before the rumbling comes through there as well. So it's like a double time crunch, everybody. <laughs> like We got to fight the half a day time crunch as well as getting the boat ready before the rumbling come through and murder all of us. So things yeah. are not looking good as of right now. I don't, it's interesting because I'm just like how, like, the rumbling obviously doesn't travel that fast, but it's fast enough to where, like, it we have to, you know, work under, like, dire straits and. Yeah. They, 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 they might not necessarily travel that fast, but however, they don't stop. Yeah. Like they don't stop. They continuously moving. Like they're not no all all gas, no brakes. brakes. Yeah, and continuously. And then as Hans and then as Hans mentioned, any obstacle in their way, they're they just, just gonna trample yeah, over. Just trample over. So it's just it's just interesting because I'm wondering like at any cause in my head I'm just like, is there any way y'all could like work on the boat as we approach the island? That way that, some of that time is knocked down. But And see and that's what I was thinking as well, because you know, even when we first met when they first got to the docks when I'm not going to say it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Y'all know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to butcher his name. He mentioned that the plan, the original plan was them for to service the boat anyways. And what the way how he made it sound was they was going to service it on the go. At least how when he first explained yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was also thinking the same thing. Like, can y'all not, you know, services as we're sailing on the sea? Like, that would be the most optimal thing right here. But I guess apparently not. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we move from there to... Now we're starting our plan because now we have to. They have to get the Ozma Beto from the from the underground where they was bunkered up at to the boat. So now, no plan change. We're going to the boat, and the action just. If it was already at a ten, it probably went to fifteen. Now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get you you get Mikasa just bodies, just straight bodies. Not that no prisoners taken. You got shots flying around everywhere. You got the Titans defending the people while also like. Uh, killing scouts. There was one point I think Raider legit ate somebody as he bent over to like take some shots. I was like, this is he a did. very violent ass scene, but I'm here for he it. Did. I'm here and, for it. And I would like to point out that they didn't take any shots from the Thunder Spears until it came to the point where they actually had to protect the Ozma Beatles and the boat. Mm -hmm. Other than that, they were ducking and dodging them spears like it was nothing. Like they was no, they was moving and grooving out there. And I'm like, damn, they really out here. Not taking no hits, like they they getting it on right yeah, the now. Only time, then, yeah, the, to, like to your point, the only time they did was to protect either each other or the Asuma Beatles. Like other than that, it didn't seem like they the Thunder Spears were 
really getting them. And I'm wondering if maybe it was because it was coming from the B team of scouts. Because the A team <laughs> of scouts beat Reiner's oh, ass. <laughs> say, we not having that. <laughs> exactly. We not having that. We pulling up deep, boy. Yeah. I don't, you know, that's a good question. Now, I, I didn't think about that because even for, because I, I, you know, I can understand Reiner why he was not getting hit until he actually had to start defending the people and stuff like that. But Annie, this is her first time, time actually him. going against the Thunder Spears. And for her to be out there, you know, moving, grooving how she was, I was like, okay, Annie, you know, this, this might, like you said, this might have been the B tier of scouts because, like you said, the A tier, they pulled, like, you no, know, last time they pulled up on Reiner's ass, they gave his ass no mercy, boy. Yep, exactly. It wouldn't work with uh, the A tiers. They <laughs> gave his ass no mercy. So, as they're like, no, like we mentioned, no, that the Osmobito are trying to get to the boat. The Jaegerists have now, you know, started their full scale attack to try and, you know, blow up the boat. It has gotten to the point where Annie, Annie and Rhino are basically just standing directly in front of the boat, just taking all the Thunder Spear blasts just so none of them can destroy the boat. Mm-hmm. And we finally get to see Falco transform into the Jaw Titan. Your thoughts on his jaw titans, McMillian, give it, it to me. It looked like a chicken. It looked like <laughs> a very angry chicken. It looked deadly. It just looked like he's very small. I'm wondering. I always wondered this because do like the age or height of the person determine the height that the titan the height of the is titan later? Ah, uh, that's a good question because for every but the jaw titan. No, now, granted, the jaw titan was small. Even Correct. like in, even, regardless, regardless. Yeah. But I was just wondering, like it, his seemed even smaller uh, in retrospect. Like in terms of because uh, the jaw the, the, the original yeah. one had a small body, but like a huge head, and this one mm-hmm. just seems kind of small, more condensed all around. So I'm more like more compact. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm wondering, is 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 Titan height maybe also relative to the user in a the way? The actual user, because yeah, because we know it's. We know the look of the Titan is also just dependent on the user, but yeah, we we never, I guess, touched upon whether the height of the Titan was dependent on users as well. That's a good question. I never thought about that. But like you said, yeah, th- this his faculty Titan you knows very small and compact. It looked like his claws were more, I guess, defined than and, um, uh, yeah, the, what's his name? Claws, though, I can't uh, remember his pork, name. Porco. Pork, not pork. I, was it Porco? I, I can't I remember his name. But the 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 jaw titan before prior, Fafo, yeah, though, prior. it almost uh, looked like his claws were made out of steel to a certain. Yeah, extent. no, I like it looked it it did what it needed to do, which which is interesting because uh, was it peak was like the first transformation is never like a good one, but he mm-hmm. did. I he I, I think he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. It's just at the end there, he lost control and almost uh, almost killed peak. Almost killed peak. And yep. I just thought it was interesting because I was like, do you, if you were in that situation, do you think you would have like transformed then or would you have like tried to listen? I mean, at that point, you you got to do what you got to do, do yeah, at that point. Because had he not transformed then, they, the Jaegers probably win, you know, hands down. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the, him transforming was the turning point of that entire battle. Because they, they was losing. My you know, only, Mikasa in the game, they was losing. My only concern was I, I just... Didn't know what peak meant by like the first one is always bad because I was like, is does she mean like he'll lose control and start attacking anyone? Because that and was that's, basically, that, that's what he did. That would have been my worry. There is that I would have just started. I w- I might have fucked up the boat. I yeah. This is a giant ass person. Like I don't. This is the first time I'm doing this. So and and like you just mentioned, that was the case. Um, Faco basically was going crazy and he even started attacking Peak. Almost killed her, but 
our boy um, Magus was able to get there in time and take him out of the Titan, yeah, and stop him from killing Peak. But um, so as 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 I as I just mentioned, you know, when Falco transforms into his Titan, that's the turning point of the battle right there. And then this is the point where we see Mikasa just pop the fuck off, and she just goes and uh, slaughters to be quite, a whole bunch of Jaegers. To be quite honest, it was uh, like a lot of a decent amount of people's pop up point because Connie got back into the fight and was showing out. Like it was just legitimately like nose holes bars to the point where like Flosh is like, shit, I gotta, I gotta do a hail mary for the last little bit, and <laughs> and then he got his ass popped. But we'll talk about that more a little bit later. Yep. Yeah, so Mika starts popping off in this a specific scene. I do want to touch up on. Um, it's like after she she's fighting two Jaegerists, she got she got them wrapped up in like the the wires from the oh. gear, and she fucking sets off the thunder spear. I was like, now nah, Mikasa, that was a little overboard. How cool that was. <laughs> that was a little overboard, Mikasa. That was, that was for style points, goddammit. But that, that's all that was. Those were well, straight style well, points. that, and I'm assuming also to maybe blow up that building, but I don't no. even know if there were people in no. there. So them, them, That was straight style points, because <laughs> it wasn't no reason for her to do them mans like that. <laughs> One of them was already dead. What, yes. One of them was dead. Were they both dead? Technically, she stabbed. They, yeah, because yeah, she, she did stab him in the chest. Yeah, yeah so mind. they technically might have been both dead. Yeah, no. she. That was it. Was uncalled for. <laughs> it was cool, but I mean, she, she like she out here styling on these boys, was, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. One hundred and ten percent. And then so we move from seeing Mikasa just utterly style on these folks to where Flos tries to make a last attempt at blowing up the boat. So. Basically, everybody comes together and tries to stop Flosh. You know, we see Connie hop in, then you see Hans hop in. And then, I'm not mistaken, we also saw Jean pop in for, for a hot second. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everybody came. They tried to, you know, stop Flosh. But right before Flosh, you know, could get a clean shot on the boat, everybody's favorite shooter, <laughs> <laughs> Gabby, came through everybody. Motherfucker, don't miss. <laughs> she say, don't miss. Say what you want about Gabriella. But that motherfucker, three for three right now. And if you count that Titan, she four for four. And it's, hey. it's over with. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. I, I, don't th- I don't, me personally, I don't see how you don't count the Titan as well. So we just going to say she four for four, four right four now. Four. Wendy's, Wendy's, everybody. Four for four deal. Come get it. She not playing. I, I still don't like her. I'll. I, she, you know what? She she came into my favorite, my favorite grace, but son, because <laughs> just, she got with a because just, just because she got with a flows, <laughs> just because she got rid of flows. You know, I was like, okay, you know, Gabby, you you, you might be all right. You, <laughs> you might be all right. You might be okay. It took a long time, but it's, <laughs> you might be okay. I consider. <laughs> I'll think about it. Like you know, I, I'll at least take you off the shit list. You know, you're not you're not on the good list, but I'll at least take you off the shit list now with that one. With that one, Gabby. You know, mm-hmm. I'll give you that one. So yeah, Phase Gabby came through everybody. She sniped, floats right out the air. Floats did get the shot off, but from him being shot by Gabby, of course, missed. it was not a direct hit, and yeah. he was he missed, and the boat is still good. So yeah, Gabby came to the rescue. Moving on to there to towards the end of the episode now. We, everybody finally gets on the boat. But General Magath decides to stay back. Um, and the decision, his his reasoning was because he's at first he said he you know he's gonna hold the rear. Um we didn't know what the hell that meant. 
until we a few minutes later, mm-hmm. we discovered that there was actually another boat at the dock as well that the Jaegers could have used to easily pursue the group and, you know, hunt them down. So he stayed back to actually go to the boat and blow it up. But however, um, surprise alert, Shad, Shadis, is that his name? Yeah, Shadis. Yes. Keith Shadis. Shadis, Shadis, however you want to pronounce it. Keith, he popped up. And he's also helping the Magov go on this, you know, exploit of going to blow up the boat. Um, note, Keith was also the one who blew up the train reinforcements that was coming to help the Jaegeris. Um, How did he do it? We don't know. But <laughs> he blew up the, nonetheless, he blew up the boat and he killed, he destroyed the train. Um, so moving on from there, we see Keith and Shadis in the, I guess, the engine room, the boiler room. No, I think the, it was, I don't think it was the engine room. I think it was the artillery room because I believe all of the things inside those were like warheads, like uh, shots. Okay, like, yeah, like, okay, yeah. So, yeah. but th- they was in some room, but anyways, but, and they was, you no, know, Keith's, not Keith's plan, um, General Mega's plan was to basically just blow up the gunpowder, therefore, I, like you said, I think it was artillery room, which mm-hmm. therefore would set off a chain reaction and therefore blowing up the boat. Um, we had a nice little touchy moment between Shadis and and Magif where they both came to a realization like we know we're gonna die here, but we're doing this for the the better good of the world. Mm-hmm. Shadis mentioned that you know, so it, it we also got the confirmation that the person that was in the castle that saw Armin and Mikasa group leave was the city indeed. that was indeed Shadis. We we theorized that and we was correct, so it was indeed him. And when he saw them leave, he felt moved about, you know, their plan. He he was like, if the, if the youngest can do it, then why can't I? So he went into action, everybody. He got, you know, he caught up, blew up the train. And now he's here, you know, giving his final words, if you will, along with Magath. And then Mag, we also got a little redemption moment with Magath as well, where he, he mentions, you know, he was wrong for letting... Basically, for not listening to his conscience yeah, and, and not and using these kids to go destroy the wall and stuff and just... Now, basically being bad because a a bad guy because he was using childs as soldiers and, you know, that's never good in any war. Yeah. So, you know, um, so I guess, McMillan, what are your thoughts on that whole, you know, final moments of Maggif and Keith? This, um, just so I don't repeat it when we get to our favorite scenes, this exactly is like one of my favorite scenes simply because of the, the generation prior making way for the generation, the next generation to do the best that they can. Um, especially with Maggith being the person, uh, Maggith Anchez being a little bit like the resilient old head type of people throughout like the series, like Maggith being like, I don't care what you guys tell me right now. Y'all are island full of devils. And then seeing that him unwork that in his head and realizing just like this war is shitty. It just shit on either side. And then for Shadis, it was like seeing him beat, go from just like a regular old uh, commander to trying to get these kids ready to take on Titans to a person that had to like also come with the terms of like he might not be all that special in terms of everything with the fact that like the warfare is now not just Titans anymore. It's other people and maybe he might not have been as big as a part and setting up for the future generations as he thought but he now is like you know fuck all that. I gotta make sure my students can executing to make sure that we still have a future after this so yep. it was it was just a really powerful scene i felt like in terms of everything. i agree i agree it is as much as you know i did not like the general because you know he was talking a lot I of shit a lot of shit but <laughs> i don't think this this the, his final moments necessarily fully redeemed him but it was a good starting point you know what i mean 
And so it, it was nice to see that he didn't go out still being a dick. Definitely. Definitely. I, I do think um I do think like a big thing of it, it was like the sacrifice of the whole situation was more of just like really showed that at the end of the day, what the, what is wrong is just this war in general and that this needs to stop. Regardless Correct. of like what beliefs he had prior, it, it that he made the right decision, I felt like in the fact that he gave himself up for a greater cause. Correct. So, um Keith and Magov, you know, they said they final words and Magov he blew up the the um the gunpowder and like I say, caused the chain reaction and and caused the boat to blow up. So you know, he like like Millen just said, he gave his life up for a good cause. And now we transition into the final scene of the episode, which is actually after the end credits of the episode, where we see the gang all come together on the boat and they're all talking about how Theo, which is also Theo Mag, if that's his full name, he gave up his life not only just not for his country, because he knew his country it was too late to save his country, but he gave up his life to save Everybody else that he never got, you know, gotten a chance to see. Everybody else in the world. Mm-hmm. So he risks his life for the rest of the people in the world because Hans, you know, Hans mentioned that it's too late for Liberal and Marley, and they're by the time we get there, they're gonna be gone. So, you know, it's 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 sad that that's the case that they couldn't save Li- Liberal and Marley, but I mean, it is what it is. And then of course, you know, we got at the end, Annie got to ask her famous question that she asked Mika of two episodes ago. When it comes down to it, will you be able to kill Aaron? And that's what I want to touch up on right here, right now, McMillian. Mm-hmm. Do you think, not only necessarily Mikasa, but just the gang that's not the Marlins, do you think they will actually have the courage to kill Aaron? Yep. If it comes down to it. Uh, for the most... Armin and Mikasa are the only two holdouts. I feel like, I feel like after everything Cotty did, had to do, there's no way he's just... Going to turn back and not. So you think? So you think Connie ready? I think Connie ready. I think uh, Gina John. John is ready. Uh, oh, I know Hans ready. Hans, yeah. Uh, Leave. I can't really fight, but yes. Uh, all the people, but it's it's Mikasa and Armin. I feel like there's hold up because like if I was to put myself in either one of their shoes, but well, let, I'll just do Armin uh, because it's probably like the closest one I could be in real life because I ain't about to fall in love with Aaron. Um. It, having to kill your best friend from jump, like your day one, is almost an impossible task to ask anybody. I, regardless, I agree. It, it, because the thing is, and it's, uh, like especially if they were cool with you up till just this one incident, because that's how it was that they were fine up until this moment. How fast could you really rationalize having to do that to a person like that? You that was basically your family. I, I don't think I could. Well, I don't say I, it'd be very hard, like for me I to about push to say, e- even even in the face of world genocide. Yeah, no, I was about to say like I, that's why I was stopping myself. And I was like, I don't. It's not that I don't think I could. It's more of just like I I don't know if I I think I could do it, but I'd be very damaged afterwards. Like I don't know. If no, I, uh, who I'd no, hundred percent on the other side of that. So I understand Mikasa and Armin's hesitation. This is legitimately like a family member, like. Family member, and in some cases, some people feel so, see their best friends as closer than family. So, I, you, you know, I, I can, I, I'm not upset that they legit are silent anytime they ask this question because it's you're asking them to basically kill a part of their world. Like this person has always been with them, and now they have to 
granted, the stakes are dire, and it's what's needed to be done. I feel like everybody understands that now, but it's it that's something that doesn't go over easy. I feel like with anybody, so no, no, I agree a hundred percent. You know, it, it it can't be an easy decision, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's I think one. if it does come to it, I think they can that they'll come around to it mm-hmm. because you know, e- even for the fact that Andy mentioned how she mentioned she's just tired of fighting. In general, she's tired of fighting you guys. She's tired of fighting everybody. Even she even mentioned that she's tired of fighting Aaron himself. So, you know, everybody everybody is tired of this war. And I think when it comes down to it, yes, it'll be hard to make that decision. But I I would hope that they will make the right decision. And like like we got to take them out. You know, I think they, we got to take you out. I think they will. It's just it's gonna take a. I think it's gonna be more than just like a one day thing. Like. Yeah, we're gonna. I feel like over the next, I don't know how many minutes of this last episode, we're gonna see them come to the terms that they have to, of what they have to do. That what they have to do. Yeah. No, I agree, hundred percent. Do you think we'll see? I'm gonna ask one more question. Do you think we'll see the Colossal Titan for the final finale? Armin does not really fight with it. I'm not sure. That's a good question. I would say I would almost think. In some way, shape, or form, yes, because I don't know how. Considering the the founding titan looked like it was just as big as one of the Colossal titans, I don't know how else they would like maybe make it hold its steel. I don't know, but I feel like a, a good part of their strategy should include the Colossal titan. So I'm gonna say, yeah, we we there's a good chance I will probably see it one more time before everything. Before the, yeah, before the end. No, I agree because that, that's the same thing I was thinking. If they had to like immobilize him in some way. The bit, your best bet would be with the Colossal Titan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would, I would, I'm, I'm assuming as well that we, that we do, we'll get to see him for the finale. And like you said, in some form or fashion, like you, you, you got this thing. You got to use him somehow. Mm-hmm. You got to use him somehow. Uh, if if not, what would, what would have been the point of having him? You know what I mean. So, got to use him somehow. But with that being said. That is end of the what we learned slash major event section. And we know the last episode is upon us, everybody. But we're going to move on to our next section, what we disliked about this episode. And me personally, I didn't have any dislikes. I just only had one nitpick. And I was talking to you about this before the episode. It's just that, you know, how how did Shadis blow up the train? Because that's a whole train. (laughs) Yeah. The feat is not impossible it is very feasible it's a very feasible feat i just want to see how he did it yeah no that's understandable i mean it's just like me with the uh the whole how did the plan come together i uh because they didn't show him th- like a thunder spear going off or anything they legit uh, legitimately if i remember correctly i believe it's just they showed us inside the train someone them riding it is coming towards and then all of a sudden it just blows up it just blows up and i'm just like did he set an explosive on there what happened but yeah, I would have liked to have seen exactly how it all happened. Because he, even when he shows up to help Maggot, he does kind of just come out of nowhere. He's just like you just see him on the wire, cut those two, uh, cut Jaegers. the two, yeah, cut the two Jaegers, and then he's like, "I'm here to help you." And I'm just like, "All right, cool, Batman, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> like, where did you even come from, sir? <laughs> how did you get here? Yeah. First of all. Yeah. <laughs> Were you on the train? Were you know like was you camped out heading out I mean, on the train? Did you did you set the train up to explode? Like like you mentioned, I just want to see it. Like yeah. the defeat is not impossible by any means. I just want to see it. Yeah, no, for an like I said before, like for an anime like this that has planned out so much, don't get sloppy on me now. Don't don't don't, <laughs> don't 
Don't get lazy on me now. Uh, but um, did you have any dislikes or nitpicks? Uh, episode? Not really. You pointed out the train thing. Uh, the train thing did make me think about uh that. Uh, but I didn't really have any other dislikes. They finally killed off Flosh, so I can stop saying fuck Flosh, but also fuck Flosh. <laughs> always still fuck Flosh. <laughs> well, all right. So that's the end of that. We're going to hop on to our next section, our favorite scenes. So I'll let you start this one off, McMillian. Favorite uh, scenes. So specifically, I believe everybody who probably laid eyes on this episode loved Mikasa popping the fuck off. I did as well. Uh, but instead of, you know, recapping the whole entire episode, uh, there's one specific part in the little, like, everybody fighting to get the Azumabitos to the ship where Mikasa and, and Jean, their thoughts sync up and they're like, if we hesitate, we're dead. And they both pull off some, like, really nice kill shots. It was, uh, I just thought it was a really good uh, scene, especially considering this they had to re-steal themselves to kill more people than they thought they would because they legitimately thought they wouldn't have to they knew they were gonna have to fight i just don't think they knew they figured they were gonna have to kill everybody at that station because that's legitimately what happened <laughs> no yeah i agree um yeah 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 no me because it popped off so popped off so much like i said you know she got some style points in so <laughs> yep. crazy um, one of my favorite scenes is you already knew this was coming with my boy Flosh got finally got taken down. Um, you know, Gabby got to redeem herself in my eyes. You know, like I said, you know, I took her off my shit list. Mm. She fo for fo. She don't miss. She, don't, she does not miss. Phase Gabby. <laughs> she don't miss. Get her on your esports team now. Um, <laughs> place, I always play. I, at this point, you really gotta place your bets on that motherfucker. Like it's crazy. <laughs> um and uh, that was that was a good scene considering how just how much shit we had to deal with from that dude. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, because we 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 took so much shit from Flosh, so much shit. And then you know we mentioned a few episodes ago the fact that this motherfucker was the one that survived the attack from the beast. Fuck Flosh. <laughs> fuck fuck, fuck Flosh. Um, Out of everybody that had to live, it was him. But, you know, but I, I I digress. I digress. Yeah. Um. Uh, la- just my last little favorite scene. We talked about it a little bit, so we don't have to get too much deep into it. But um, Annie admitting like that she just wanted the fighting to be over. I just thought it was good because I feel like within the last these last episodes, it's just good to see the characters still understanding what they're trying to do here. And it's just the fighting needs to end regardless. Even after we beat Aaron, shit, there, there does not need to be another war. Like it's gotta just end here. It gotta be, yeah, it gotta end here, or like no, or the cycle would just continue. Mm-hmm. Even like you say, even after they stop Aaron, because I don't think they plan on, like they haven't mentioned it, but I don't think they're planning on stopping the Titan lineage. So, you know, like with that being said, you know, the fight will just continue on and on. And what would have been the point of this? Like, if we're just gonna continue fighting shit, we might as well have would have just let Aaron. You know, destroy the world. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I, I agree with that as well. I agree with that as well. Yep. But moving on from that, last section here, we're just going to go ahead and rate this bad boy. <laughs> Stop all that. <laughs> um, so, Attack on Titan, episode 86. Give it to me. What is your rating for this episode? So, I gave this one uh, an 8. Uh, mostly because of the action. Well, not mostly because the action, but a good amount of part because just this is a really nice episode to look at. But also, we got heavy subject matter and we pushed a pot forward with the whole having to get the Azumabitos out. Magath and Keith deciding to 
sacrifice themselves for their students for the future so that they have a good chance of stopping Aaron. And then the whole just ramification of like, we just killed a majority of the people we were allies Care with about. Yeah. to get this shit done. And we, the, regardless of what's happening and if we might be able to save everybody who we want to, this got to end. Like, I thought that was a really good note to leave the episode out on. Um, Attack on Titan still doing really well. Trying to see how this last episode's time frame, because it's got to be at least like an hour and a half, because there's just so much shit you got to, like, they got to catch up and then defeat him. So, yeah. Uh, but before we go too deep into that, I, I gave it an eight as well. Basically, everything you just mentioned on um, the action was great this episode. Attack on Titan always does good with their action segments. Um, as well as for the fact that we, I mentioned it earlier, but Flo's finally got his ass <laughs> taken down. Um, happy to see that motherfucker go. And we also got you know a, a small redemption from um, General Magus. Like I said, I don't think it fully redeemed, redeemed him, but like I mentioned before, it was nice to see him not go out like a dick. You know, he did something good to end his life. Something that basically probably would have been the turning point of them saving the world. So you know, he he, he didn't he didn't die in vain. At least hopefully he did die in vain. We don't mm-hmm. know just yet. Um, and yeah, and just you no, know, and we got the end. The last very, the very, very last scene is just setting up for the you know the finale. I'm, we are tired of all this fighting. This has to end now, one way or another. Mm-hmm. So how will this end? And then now going into what you were saying earlier about what we're doing for this last episode. <laughs> I don't know this. Th- so this may be the point where the manga readers was talking about because I mean this episode I enjoyed the fuck out of it, but I will I will have to agree. What the fuck are we gonna do for this next episode? Like we, not only do we have to still deal with the founding Titan, like that whole situation in there, but then we have to have a resolution, resolution after that, whether the founding Titan wins or lose, we still have to have a resolution after that. So, like yeah, like you mentioned, this can't just be like a. I, I would imagine that this has to be more, you know, at least a forty five minute episode, and not one, not a regular thirty minute episode, because if it is. Ooh, the, the <laughs> I, just, I just feel like they would leave a lot open to interpretation, but we'll just have no, to wait I would, and see. I would agree. We'll have, we'll have to wait and see. But once again, as of right now, you know, Margaritas, I'm still not seeing it. The last episode is upon us. This this is your last chance to see if y'all was right. So we're going to see on April the 3rd. We're going to see if the Margaritas was correct about the shit ending being shitty. So yep. only time will tell now. Only time will tell. And just and also just before we move on, I want to reiterate that next week the finale, episode eighty seven, Attack on Titan, is delayed. It will it premieres on April the third, everybody. I just want to reiterate that one more time. So with that being said, we're gonna move on to our next anime we have slated for today, everybody. And hop on to some case study Vanitas. Episode twenty two, Blue Knight. And of course, we're going to start off with our what we learned slash major events. So, it is here, everybody. It is finally here. The backstory for Vanitas. We finally got to learn more about Vanitas, mm-hmm. where he came from, what his life was like, what he was doing. Just finally got it. But before that, so we start off the episode with Mikael and Vanitas in the lab, in Dr. Morrow's lab, with Mikael being tortured. I'm not going to lie. This this the the beginning of this episode was definitely a little bit hard to watch um 
you know, we start out the episode with Mikhail just screaming into the throughout the whole lab and stuff like that. It was just, oh my gosh, it was just, it was, just, you know, it was a little hard to watch. But you know, move from there. Mikhail is about to be taken away again for a second time. But our boy Vanitas comes through and says, you know, all right, Dr. Morrow, instead of taking him, take me. So I did not expect that. What what is your, what was your thoughts on Vanitas deciding to take Mikhail's place? It's a guy, a, a young boy he just met. It's interesting that you say you didn't expect it, but to me, Vanitas has always, as much as he's been an asshole, he's always also been a bleeding heart. So Correct. Like, while it was unexpected for him to do it for a child he just met, I think at the end of the day, the fact that it was a child is what made him uh, decide to go ahead and put his life on the line for that. So, it was uh, interesting to see him uh, go ahead and do it. And I figured that it was going to result that way, though. But he's yeah, always, okay. Vinny's always presented himself as a, as a caregiver. An asshole of a caregiver, but a caregiver. <laughs> so, But no, but yeah, I just... I guess, like you, like you mentioned, I just for the fact that me, it was a person that he never yeah, met yeah. that he decided to do it before. But like you said, I guess just for the fact that it was a child is why he, you and, know, went through with it. And also the fact I think he knew. Well, he he'd been experiencing what he was going through, and this kid is obviously much younger than him himself. So yeah, think that so, yeah, all so combined. We go from there. We hop into another scene where the doctor brings Mikhail. And Vanita's into another you know, room in the lab. And I just, before I say this, I want to say it. I was right. <laughs> y'all mother, y'all can't fuck with me, okay? I was right. I do this theorizing shit. He's paid. I was right. He's paid by the manga author right now to, to spoil <laughs> I, I was right. That's what happens. Uh, no, the fact that you were correct is crazy. Uh, the, it's just crazier to... So, if you mind, I'll, I'll, I guess I can go yeah, and explain Yeah, you got it. You but, got uh, it. like... We get basically the understanding of everything that was happening to Vanitas and uh, Mikhail, which was to that they were being injected with the blood of the original Vanitas, the Blue Moon Vampire, to unlock the uh, books of Vanitas. It's apparently always been books, because apparently the doctor had both. Uh, which is fucking crazy, because I thought that Mikhail, or I thought maybe Mikhail's book was made later or something like that, but apparently it's always been too. Um, it was just wild to see because even the doctor was like, hey, y'all, just so you know, this experiment might paralyze you. <laughs> you know. But thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. But thank you for your service. But luckily enough, uh, with the crazy shit all happening, in the midst of all that, the original Vanillas pops up and is like, give me my shit. Um, kills majority of the scientists. As we know, the doc, the main doc survived somehow. Uh, and decides after Mikhail's begging to take the boys uh with him. Um which I think okay. which is just interesting to me because I was like if you're an immortal vampire wh- I guess maybe you felt he felt a little bit guilty cuz even though even he said like I y'all wouldn't have been in this mess if not for it wasn't for me. Yeah. yeah. But I, it was just interesting to me for him to just be like okay, I'm just going to take you guys and raise you now like it's yeah. a, that was a big jump in your decision making. I just, <laughs> what'd you think of that? It well, okay, well, I'll answer this question. So, I mean, how could he turn down the children? It's <laughs> like he he even said it himself. You know, y'all here because of me in the first place. Like y'all wouldn't even be here in this situation if it wasn't for me. We don't know how he lost his book, and we'll segue that you know to a little bit later. But if it wasn't for Vanita's losing. 
losing the book of Anitasis, plural. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor would have wouldn't wouldn't have had a reason to kidnap children and be doing these experiments and stuff on him. So, in my eyes, it's like how could he? How could he possibly turn him away? The I, only thing he, the only the only way I could see him doing that if he was just just a straight up dick, you know, if he was one of them guys. But other I, than that. I think uh, something else that might have influenced it is that he, uh, as they're leaving, he mentions how uh, that the cashiers won't chase them because they'll be more concerned with like cleaning up their mess. Correct. And so I was like, oh, maybe he was also concerned maybe that the cashiers might have killed the kids because that, that they as well. damage control. But but I don't think the cashiers would have went that far as killing the kids, though. Let's hope not. <laughs> I don't think they would have did that. But which seg- but which segues into my other question. Is how do you think Fanitas lost the book? Slash, how do you think Doctor Mar came in possession of the books? Later on in the episode, we kind of see a sense of who the blue moon, like the blue moon Venice is, and he seems he can be slightly careless a little bit with his stuff. So it's very possible that he could have misplaced it, or maybe a grand fight happened with a whole bunch of cashiers and Venitas himself, and in that confusion, Doctor uh, Morrow just went in. Yoinks the books. Do you think? Because so we know that Doctor Morrow was working with Charlatan. Do you think that Charlatan? Yeah, do you think that there was? uh, Do you think that Charlatan was a part of like the plot to steal the books from Venitas? It could be. It could be. I'm not sure that because there's no real big evidence right now that suggests that he was working with Charlatan at that at that point, point. Correct. Because that was a lot of from just based on how they Venetus looks now, and even Mikhail, that seemed to be a couple of year, like a decent amount of years back, uh, before the he he might have started working with Charlton. So I'm not sure if he's in charge of if he's related to it at all, because the church we also know is was also fucking with vampires to a big degree. So oh, it was always fucking yeah. So it's not us. so it's not like far fetched to say that oh he just took these of his own interests or the church's interests. But um, the Charlatan thing is interesting because I just want, if that was the case, I just feel like maybe there would have been more of a hint to it. I just didn't see that in this episode. This is only no, reason. I feel you just know. I, I would I would assume that maybe at one point, whether it's at the end of the season or when we get season two, that he explains. How he came in contact with the book, because that, you know, that's a big, no, that's a big thing. Like, how did you come in contact with the books? You know, like, what, what happened? What did you have to do to actually get these books? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It it definitely will be, I think, a plot point at some point, but we'll just have to wait and see. Correct. Um. So, moving on from there, Vanita save, um, the original Vanita save Vanita and Mikhail. He, they is now have these children under his care. And while he has the children under his care, um, the whole point of this, well, not the whole point of this, but one of the big thing is that he actually wants to save the children mm-hmm. because um, due to the experiments that the doctor was doing to them, that one day Mikhail and Vanitas will die. And we'll get into a little bit of that a little bit later. But right now, we're going to touch up on Vanitas's backstory. So um mentioned earlier that Vanitas, this is the episode we actually got to see Vanitas' backstory. We learned that his mother died at his birth. You know, mm-hmm. he his mother died giving birth to him, and his father died protecting him. So he, basically, his mother, his father met his mother through a um a one of the road shows. His mother was like, I get you know, like circus delays kind of, 
those a those shows. Yeah. The performer, yeah. He met her th- that way. Um, I get presumably fell in love with her, had a child. She died, you know, giving birth. But he decided to stay with the show, traveling around the world, because Vanita's mentioned that they went many places with the show. And one day that the vamp that they got attacked by vampires, and his dad protected yes, him. Mm-hmm. From the vampires, he never understood it because he figured that his father would hate him because he basically, quote unquote, killed his mother. Um, I, I guess hearing hearing Vanita's explanation on you know his parents, how how did that make you feel? Because we didn't we we you know we always assumed that his parents were dead because you know he was doing all this other different stuff, but uh-huh. to hear him say that. He assumed that his father should hate him because of, you know, I guess his uh, mother died because of that's him. That's a, I feel like that's a pretty common thing that happens in um fantasy or literature or stuff like that, like where a parent dies from uh like the birth of the child and the children either a expect like they expect the their the their subsequent parent to hate them because of it. And in some cases, it does happen. I forget, like, certain ones, but, like, there there are cases where it does. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but it does happen. I, it doesn't, it doesn't catch me as odd, because even, for instance, now we, uh, Vanita, current Vanitas is still very much, like, kind of very hard on himself, where he's, like, the point where he's, like, if anyone were to love me, I wouldn't understand it, because how could anyone love me? So it's not, like, it's that's different from his character. It's just interesting that he was thinking like that even all the way back when he was like a a kid before his father even died. So yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, yeah, but you know that's wild. So moving on from there, um, due to the death of his father, as many of you may have known, is where he got his hatred towards vampires. Or I guess I wouldn't call it necessarily a hatred anymore, but at that point it was a hatred, hatred towards mm-hmm. vampires, and that led him to want to become a cashier. So that's how he got into being captured by Doctor Morrow in the first place because he was training to be a cashier, and Doctor Morrow set it up to where it looked like Venitas had died in battle, and he, no, he kidnapped him which is so <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> he kidnapped him so it, it's just actually crazy to see that due to the fact of the death of his father which is basically what led him to being captured by the doctor um any thoughts on that him wanting to become a cheshire not, i mean i not guess it's really, i mean it makes it makes sense cuz i'm pretty sure Mikhail, I, I think the way the cheshire's recruit is probably similar to how certain how like uh foundlings and star wars or shit works where it's like oh the family was wiped out we adopted them uh well we're not just gonna leave them so we're gonna train them to uphold this organization um like it it, it seems like the most plausible thing because i'm pretty sure they were probably gonna do the same thing with mikhail at one point they probably uh that if, if he didn't go missing basically so it makes sense and also it also it support it uh we already assumed that because he knew his way around the chapel that episode they uh, invaded it and you could have assumed that it was just the fact that he was an experiment but it turns out that he was you know something more which was Cheshire's so yeah which also explains why Vanitas has we know we don't see Vanitas get to fight that much but he can you know hold his he, own he, 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 he can hold his own in hand-to-hand combat every now and then so that also explains it because he was you no, know, he was trained by Cheshire's mm-hmm. um 
Also, with that being said, we got like you know we got Venetia's backstory, but we also this episode we got the reveal of the Blue Moon Vampire, the original Venetia himself, and so yes, he does have woman like features, but he also his skin is pitch black. Now I was talking to I was talking to the, um, to McMillian about this um, before the episode when I but my question was was that like a stylistic choice or was that just really his skin color? I think that's actually his skin color. Uh, I don't know if you want to look it up because potential manga spoilers, but uh, there's, I've seen the drawing of him also what he looks Mm -hmm. like in the manga. Not because I read just because uh, when I was looking stuff up earlier, that's how he's drawn as well. Okay. But I I feel like, I feel like if, if it was, if that's not how they wanted to depict him, I feel like this episode probably would have been the episode where they basically would have shown what he yeah his like, face but, and what it looked like because yeah and the only reason I thought like you said just mentioned like that is I figured that maybe they were still just trying to hide his full identity you know reveal and identity and stuff like that and we'll probably get that at a later date but at the same time with his skin being pitch black it's not like it threw off the character design or anything so mm-hmm. I can I can definitely see it like you said that being his actual skin color yeah so I mean it it works out surprisingly mm-hmm. it works out it works out. But yeah, so we got the reveal of the original Vanitas this episode. And moving on towards the end now, um, this is where at the you no, know, I mentioned earlier that Vanitas was trying to save the children because one day they will they will die due to the experiments that Dr. Mora was doing on them. And it turns out that day has come for Mikhail at least. And he is on he's laying in the bed, just all bloodied up, coughing up blood and everything. And, you know, he asks the original Venus, am I going to die? And he mentions that there's one other way to save you guys, but he only wanted to use it as a last resort. And that and that would be to actually make them members of the Blue Moon Clan. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, we didn't technically get to see him turn Mikkel into a vampire. But do you think that he initiated Mikhail into the Blue Moon Clan because right I mean, after that scene, we see Vanitas walks in and he gives his whole spiel about you know I never want to be a part of your clan. I rather I, I want to die a human. And then we see a scene where he looks like he's hugging Vanitas and he just dissipates into like black smoke. Mm-hmm. But anyways, with that being said, do you think he was able actually to Tyrant make him a member Mikhail. of the clan? Uh, I yeah. would. I'm of the mind until probably next episode when we get the answer that he probably did. Uh, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure if it was through making him a vampire or some other means because there's no evidence yet that suggests Mikael is a vamp quite yet. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out that he is because Mikael was very gung ho about the whole joining his clan in the first place. Like he was saying, he would love that because it would mean that we get to stay together forever. So it's not far fetched to think that Mikhail might have allowed himself to turn himself into a vampire. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's just a just a lot of lot of things here going on. Um, and that that was basically you know that was the end of the episode. Everybody, um, we lead we lead the episode with Vanitas finally showing up to confront the music part yeah. to come yeah to confront Mikhail, and the episode ends right there, and. We don't know if this next episode is the last one or not. I might have. Well, I, it would be a good thing to look that up, see what the episode list is for this, because we we don't. I don't know if it's going to twenty three or twenty five episodes. I'm not sure how many episodes it's doing for this first season. Uh-huh. But 
I mean that that's it. And do, um, anything else you want to talk about? You know, for the major events, anything we might have missed? Oh no, I think we, I think we covered everything. Um, so I guess we move into our dislikes. And the only one I had for this episode, it was it, it wasn't really a big one. It's just I would have preferred us to see what exactly happened in Mikel's recollection of original Vanita's dying. Because as you know, last episode my theory was that he probably misunderstood the situation, which still could be the case, but. We're kind of left in the dark, I guess, on those moments, too, which we won't know exists. I guess we'll just have to wait and see if we really find out how the death of the original video has transpired. Correct. Because we still have to. Because, you know, as I mentioned before, the way they showed, at least from Mikhail's memory, it's just we just saw Vanita's kind of like hugging the other Vanita, the original Vanita, and, and he then, just dissipates into black yeah. particles and stuff. And so we don't know what the hell was going on with that. But, you know, we also have to deal with the fact that, yes, Vanitas may be here now, but Mikhail still has control of, um, what's her name, Dominique. And he already told Noe what he got to do <laughs> to save her. So, a hey, next episode might be some shit where Vanitas had to go ahead and, not Vanitas, Noe might have to go ahead and box up Vanitas real quick in order to drink his blood and see what the hell going on. Maybe, because I don't think Mikhail's playing about killing Dom, so. No, I don't think I don't think he fit me either. Like uh-huh. he he looked like he came here with a purpose and he's gonna accomplish that purpose one way or another. Yep. Um so moving on from there. Oh, I also have to mention that I don't have any dislikes for this episode. But moving on from there to our favorite scenes. Um talk to me, McMillian. Um so I only have two really for this episode. Uh one, uh Vanitas uh the original Vanitas attempting to make his new family food. Uh, it was obviously done by a man who had never had to eat anything a day in his life because it was just black sludge. It was kind of, it was just comical. It was a uh, well, uh, good-hearted. I feel like in an anime where I mean we get to see a lot of comedic moments from Vernitas, but like this was just a well, not not just comedy. It was just like a good-hearted type of nature of just like we're a family scene, especially because uh, our Vernitas ends up snapping on the original Vernitas and ends up making having to make food and stuff later. So it was a good, just a good moment. I felt like for the episode. Yeah, no, that, that was a good, nice heart moment, moment, moment from being traumatized from the first few minutes <laughs> of this episode. Yeah. And then even being kind of, you know, let down by Vanitas's backstory. Cause you know, he got a sad backstory. So it was nice that there was some, uh, some nice heartfelt warming comedy section somewhere in this episode. Mm-hmm. It was just all sadness and depression. This episode. Yep. Uh, no, I agree. The other one I had is just the, at the beginning, the reveal that there were two books all along. Because whoever made the, the fairy tale about Vanitas, you fucked up. Because you forgot to mention it's the books. <laughs> the books of Vanitas and not the and book. Not the book. And not uh, the yeah, book. No, I feel you on that. No, that's, I'm going to piggyback on that. That's also my favorite scene. But basically when Vanitas, the original Vanitas basically comes crashing down through the ceiling and fucks everything up. And, you know, it basically just confirms that what we've been thinking this whole time, you know, the whole reason why he was there to begin with was because he somehow, one way or another, he lost the books and he came to get them back. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, the rest is history. He took Vanitas and Mikhail with him and we are where we are yeah, today yeah, now because of that. Yep, we're on the journey now. <laughs> but yeah, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the hell he actually lost those books definitely i hope they just don't i hope they just don't leave it up to memory i'm also wondering do they do different things like do they contain different information that's a good question 
That, that is a good question. I didn't, I didn't think about that because what you know what would be the reason of having two, two books? books? Like you said, do, do they do diff- two different things, or is, do, is there two books Cause, just because we wanted two books? Yeah, because you know the, I mean? the thing that worries me right now is that the the v- book Venice, that Arvinis has could be for healing, while the one Mikhail has is for cursing. Could for, could for curses? Yeah, you know what? That that's a good idea. That's a good idea right so. there. Yin and Yang, I didn't think about like that. Yin and Yang situation going on because it, yeah. early yeah. because early in the series we have all these vampires that are like scared of the Book of Venetius because they're like, oh, that's how he curses people. But we mm-hmm. haven't seen ours do it, and we've just been thinking, oh, because he's a good person. But could it also be for the fact? It that could be the case because he doesn't have, have the book that can yeah. curse people. Exactly. So that that could be the case right there. I, yeah. Damn. <laughs> okay, I see you, McMillian. Okay, got us out here thinking today. So we'll just, everybody we'll just have to, today. We'll just have to wait and see as the series continues. But um, I guess we can go into ratings now. Uh, so for this episode, it was the same basically as the same. I'm, I'm giving it basically the same rating I gave it for the uh, Tackle Titan one. This is eight to me because it just uh, information dump. Like we got probably answers to questions we've been waiting on for a very long time. No, I agree. such as like how the boys came to be brothers. What the whole experiments were involving doc- the doctor were since like the inception since we saw him, um, and just a little bit more insight on the death of the original Venetius and like why it happened the way it did. So, it, uh, I, I, I'm very excited to see what's happening moving forward. I agree 100. Like you just said, um, information dumped this episode. We finally got to see Venetius' backstory. This is what we've been waiting to see probably since the beginning of the series now. Um, so, you know, that was nice. We finally got that as well as, you know, we, even though we did get his backstory, one thing we did not get to learn today was what is Vanitas's original name. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's still in the dark. We did not get to learn that today. Um, that may be something we learn when if it comes to the case where no way does suck the blood of Vanitas. That may be something we learn then, you know, what's his original name. Then, like you said, we basically got to see how he got to where he's. Kind of where he's at today, basically, you know, the events that led up to his life, you know, his parents dying, him going to the Cheshire years, therefore getting caught by the doctor. Just it gave us everything. Um, you know, what what more could you want from this episode, in my opinion? I also give it an eight. Mm-hmm. A, a very, very, very solid eight. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we finally got the reveal of the original Vanitas. That's something we've been waiting on for a while as well. Yeah, for a decent amount of time. Um, so a lot of stuff happened this episode. And it was pretty good. So, yeah, well, a lot of stuff happened. But. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm not sure when, what episode this, um, the Vanitas ends on. I'll have to do some research on that and come back to that with y'all next week. So we're just not sitting here ending prematurely and anything like that. But only time will tell. And we're moving on. We're coming to the end of the series, everybody. Well, hopefully not the end of the series, the end of the season, because mm-hmm. hopefully there's a season two. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and we'll just see how, how they end this season and what they set up for the next season to, you know, to what they leave us to imagination, what they leave us to theorize and stuff on. Because that, that's basically what it's been every episode. We, this, they leave us with different stuff to theorize on. They come back with the next episode. Okay, here. Here's, more here's the answer to this question. <laughs> yeah. But now here's more questions. Go think about mm-hmm. that for a while. Just, you know, just just put that, just put that. Like, yeah, there. just leave it on your and shelf. I mean, and they did the same thing with this episode. You know, I expected no, nothing less with um case of Venetus. But we're gonna move on from that, and we're gonna head on to our last anime we have for today. And it's everybody's favorite time. It's time for eighty six. Everybody, eighty six episode twenty three. 
Handler one. Handler motherfucking one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the finale. I, I, I want to go ahead and say this as well. So this was the finale of 86. Um, I've been seeing stuff online about that. They, we don't know if we're going to get a season two or something like that. Like this may have been one of those animes where they do it, do it for the promotion, like other light novels and stuff like that. I hope that is not the case. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we do get a season two. If it, if, yeah. If it, is, <laughs> if it is the case that this was just promotion for the light novel, then this will be one book I will actually start reading because y'all not going to do me like this. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all not, not finna do like this. Y'all not finna uh, get me hooked on this story and just snatch it away from me. No sir, no ma'am. Um, but not 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 only that. I just I just even if even if season two comes out, even if that's what y'all decide to do, and this was promotion, I'll still buy it if season two comes out. I swear, I, right here, <laughs> just give me season two, okay? Don't hold me hostage like this. No, they they cannot do this to us. But you know, like I said, we did not get a season two announcement. But you know, if Every season two doesn't get announced all the time as soon as the series ends. Mm-hmm. But um, the one is either the one year anniversary or some type of festival is coming up here soon for 86. So hopefully we'll get a season two announcement at that point in time. Then at least that's what I'm hoping. A man can only hope everybody. A man can only hope. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can get our season two at the end from that um, event. Whether I can't remember the exact name of the event. It's either the one year anniversary or it was some it was some type of festival that they're doing for 86. But anyways. Uh, moving on from that, we're going to hop in straight into our episode, everybody. So, first section, major events of what we learned from this episode. And they almost got me, everybody. <laughs> they, they almost got me. They they didn't get me, though, but they almost got me. They almost got me. Same. But, so, like always, start the episode, we see the gang coming back home to our boy, Ernst. His name, Ernst, Ernst. Thank you. I almost forgot it. I, we see, we see, we see them finally come back home to our boy Ernst. Now, once again, I want, I do want to say this: everybody that was Ernst doubters out there, <laughs> McMillian included, don't y'all ever doubt my boy Ernst again. Never. Okay, he was, he had true intentions since the very beginning. All you motherfuckers out there telling some, I don't know, I don't trust Ernst when we all first met him. Fuck all y'all, okay? Because I was the, I was the only one on Ernst's side. The best dad. He is now the best dad to me. <laughs> I was on his side, but uh, but anyways, they they come home and it's their version of Christmas now in inside the anime. And Ernst has gifts gifts for everybody. Um, it's basically just a gift to where all of their hobbies that we got to see them enjoying when they first got to the Gia Federacy. Mm-hmm. And then we go from there to where we actually start to see them doing those hobbies that they first got to the yeah, Gia Federacy once again. And uh, basically, they no longer, if you remember when they originally did, there was like a pain in most of their eyes when they were kind of going through the hobbies that they were doing or like learning the things that they were doing. And they, that pain or sense is no longer there like it's uh very obvious that after they complete this mission they understand that uh what they're trying to do moving forward and that they can actually enjoy themselves as people as well as like being a soldier so correct that like you said they finally made the connection where yeah we yes we know we've been through a lot yes we can still be soldiers but we can also enjoy some downtime and stuff like this you know our life doesn't have to be all about battling all the time we can take a break every now and then and just enjoy life which was all you know. It was it was a nice touch to see. 
So yeah, um, if, just in case you guys don't remember their hobbies, um, Anju, she loves baking. Theo, he loves drawing. Our girl Karina, she loves shopping. Our boy Shin, he loves reading books in his spare time. And then and Raiden, he just loves working. working. To support his family. <laughs> to, support, to support his family. He just loves working. But um, so we move on from there to from Christmas time to where we get to one of the next major events of the of this episode, and this is one of the points where they almost got me. Everybody, Shin comes to pay his respect to our boy Boy, Eugene, and I I made a tweet about this, but still to this day, I'm not I have not gotten over (laughs) Eugene's death. They snatched my boy away from me too fast. It's just it's not the fact that he died; it's how he died. They. They did not have they, to do me like they that. They set that thing up perfectly. Because I, I, you, you normally can uh, see the death flags coming, but I still to this day feel like they just snuck that in there real swift. But um, to basically just continue, we see Shen visit the grave, make amends to Eugene while explaining to him what his reason to continue fighting for. And it was basically like to, to uh, was akin to basically what Eugene's thing was, I want to show my sister the ocean one day. And Shins was like, I want to take my friends who I've lost and the people who are still with me off this battlefield, which is also somewhat like what Lena's goal was. The reason she kept fighting was because she feels like she's also somewhat responsible for getting there. Well, she thought they were dead, but getting them to across off the battlefield, battlefield, basically. Correct. And no, when when he first mentioned it, I was like, damn, you know, like you just mentioned, I was like, damn, that's kind of the same reason that Lena's want to know want to do. Did he kind of come to that realization after having that conversation with her, which I'm pretty Probably. sure he did. But, um, you know, it was just also nice, you know, nice to make that little connection right there. Mm-hmm. And um, he also had another he had a run in with one of Eugene's friend. He was also his his battle buddy. And I can't remember his name. I think it was Marcel, though. We're going to call him Marcel. They may not be this man's name, but it's okay. Sounds, we just double him Marcel for right now. That sounds right. But um, regardless, we yeah, he gets the thing from Marcel. Marcel apologizes for basically the way he had been treating Shin since like Eugene's death. And also, apparently, that Marcel was one of the reasons why Eugene's sister had decided to write Shin in the first place. Uh, bitch. Which I was like, damn, that... Why would you have a child do this? Like that, it's it's one thing to have resentment for a, a mother, a guy, but to have somebody's sister like that lost a brother to write hate mails to another guy when she's already mourning the loss of her brother, that's kind of fucked up. It yeah no, and then but luckily we get to see the redemption of that uh, soon after because Shin left uh, his last picture with Eugene there to give something for his sister to remember. Uh, her brother, her smiling brother, by, and she sees it and thanks Shin for it. And I thought that was a just a nice little, almost the, the, the tears. <laughs> like I said, they almost got the tears, they almost got they me. almost got me. That was just a nice little moment. Um, yep. for that. And and uh, moving past that, we are now some time has passed, and we get to basically see uh what Lena's been up to. Well, not- well, hold on. Well, before we touch upon what Lena's doing. Um, before that, we, we, we see, cause you skip over this, but we, we see a scene where Shin gets back with the gang and they're all working on their new, oh. um, robots that they got. I, I, for the life of me, I cannot pronounce these names, but I think I'm Reagan Lease. Yes. Something like that. Yes. But anyways, they're all together. They got some new Reagan Lease and Theo is actually 
drawing drawing and painting emblems on the regular leaf, you know, their emblems. And he asks Theo, now he asks Theo, Theo asks Shin, do you really want to keep the, you know, the the Undertaker emblem? You know, you don't need it anymore. I think it's bad luck. You know, you can choose something else. And Shin, you know, he looks at him, he's like, you know what? I feel where you're coming from, but it can't be bad luck because I've had it all this time yeah. and we're still here. And Push come to shove, I'm the Reaper. Point, you know, that's that's basically how that conversation ended. I I, I am the Reaper. It was like, well, all and right. I, what you I know. really, uh, what I really enjoyed about that part specifically is that even Shin used to think the Reaper name was terrible. Like he didn't, he obviously didn't like it, but he felt like it was a necessity. This time, I felt like it. It almost was different. It was like I, uh, where he was kind of uh, the way he was interpreting it now is more of like. I'm the person that's going to carry us to the end of this. I'm going to do what needs to be done to get us past where we are right now. So because right before this scene, I'm sorry, go ahead, finish. Oh no, I was just saying like uh, I was just going to basically just drive that point home. But go ahead. Yeah, because I'm about to say because piggybacking on what you were just saying about Shane, because right before this scene, we see him going to the 86 Memorial and actually dropping off his brother's emblem in the same box where all the other 86's emblems are, and. You know, come to he come to realization that you know he, he he's been carrying his brother around him for this long time. He was like, you know, I finally I finally come to the point where I no longer need you. I can sit you, you know, lay you down to rest and move move forward with my life. Mm-hmm. Which also I think helped him come to the you know make the decision of him still wanting to be the Reaper because you know like he mentioned like you know he already mentioned it. He it, it can't be bad luck. He had it this entire time. So and it's he got him to this point. It's got us this far. So why why change it up now? Just hey, go ahead and slap that bad boy back on there. Let's keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. And then now we transition to Lena, and now I'm passing it over to you, McMillian. Oh uh, yeah, so we finally get back to the GI. Oh uh, no, sorry, Republic of San Magnolia. Uh, and basically, Lena. Uh, this is we don't get to see what she's been doing all the time, but we did find out that the Republic had basically been surviving on their own for two months before they met up with uh you know the GI Federacy in the last episode. Um, Lena basically explains that she has decided to work with the GI Federacy to go and reclaim the land that they lost in San Magnolia to like the far uh, outside of the city, and that she'll go, going to be heading a basically special unit. Um, not only that, but we also see that the San Magnolia people uh, are currently, uh, you know, they they they're alive. They're not thriving. <laughs> but they're alive um and they're dealing they're making it they're, and they're dealing with the fact that the gi federacy isn't treating them that well but they're making it through i um, mean at this point you know they got you got to you got to make do with what you got to do the the republic is gone everybody it is gone mm-hmm. the legion ran through like yeah, they but, ran, we saw him <laughs> run through but they ran through yeah but like, <laughs> and it's, and the people really should be Counting their blessings that another country is trying to help them out, but exactly. Uh, moving from there, we also get to see like Lena uh, and her friend Annette uh, basically uh, find out that they are both going to the GI Ministry to help in different ways. Lena being a commander of the special unit, and Annette being a command, uh, helping them a with technology their, officer. Yeah, the, with the the tech, and uh, we get a nice little scene of Annette being like, "They got spearhead processors. The only way they could do this is if they had Republic technology." And then you see Lena drawing the dots, like, "Are my are my niggas alive? <laughs> <laughs> is the goons alive?" <laughs> and uh, it was just a nice little moment. But like, 
later on that day, there's even more stuff. Like she meets with one of the Jihad uh, Federacy people, starts connecting the dots with this list she gets of the people that are going to be in her unit. Um, she gets to go to the memorial herself. Uh, and then they, basically it's just a timeline of events that basically go all the way up until we get the perfect reunion that I've probably ever seen within anime. Um, where Lena ends up talking to the gang and she's just like, I'm myself. It's nice to meet you guys for the first time. And Shin is like, he just cracks a smile and he's like, this isn't the first time we've met. And he, they starts, he starts saying his name fully and like what he's been doing. And Lena's eyes just get wider and wider until she realizes, oh, these are, it's everybody. It's, it's y'all. It, 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 she's well, just, not everybody well, because we, we lost some folks but, but too, along the way. It's but. the people that she was able to, you know, that she last heard from, from her platoon. And mm-hmm. she just can't help but cry and everything like that. And the whole gang just gives their own like little introduction. It was. It, they almost they almost I, got me there I at that point too. I couldn't ask for anything to be perfect. Because not only that, but the cat survived too that they had. And she brought it with it. It was. It, it was beautiful, honestly. I, I, yeah, no, it, it was beautiful. I, I, I've been debating with myself: was this more beautiful than the last episode? Because la- I don't know, last episode was just last episode was poetic. That was yeah. That, the what was happening was poetic. But as I said, they, I think, and I stand by this even so because I think those was I think this was a better reunion. It wasn't the right time, but this time was oh, was the right time. No, and, no, no last time would have been no. great for Shot Factor, but this. This was it. This, I could not have asked for a better like reunion. Granted, I wanted it last episode. I get it. I understand it. But this was, I feel like, the definitive way of how it should have happened. Because it was uh, all of them, but also Shin himself stood out and got to say... I'm not going to fully here. agree with you on that note, but <laughs> I see where you're coming from. But as, I'm long not you, as long as you, you know. understand what I'm saying, I just feel like uh, this no, is, I, I, no, I see where you're coming from, I just, but I still, you know, I'm just this, listen. This, last episode, everything was just set up perfectly. Shan finna do his great face reveal. Man, boy, get out of here. I mean, hey, I I get it, but the, I think this one hit hard for me. Just hit harder because it wasn't just Shan; it was all of them. It and, was all and of Shin them. Even, and Shan even got to stand out on his own in stark contrast, where he was like, "I'm the commander of this unit." I'm also the Reaper, and you know the dots started connecting for her. She get the whole like Carl tear face on the mention of Shin, so it was just a good yeah. time all around. Um, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Think moving on from there, there's no more scenes to discuss, so we can talk about like what we disliked on this episode. Unless you guys, well, there's something. like a few more scenes, but we can touch upon them in favorite scenes and stuff like that. So yes, moving on to dislikes, I nothing, nothing. Listen. I don't. I don't have a damn the, thing. The only what, thing. What, what? What more could you ask for? The only thing that I said, and I said this to Ace, and I stand by it. The only thing I disliked, it is a scene that it's missing, and it's the fact that it doesn't say eighty six will return for season two. That was it. Yeah. That was. Yeah. No. That, all that, it was. That would have definitely been nice, but no. Um, I ain't got a goddamn thing. Not not one. What what is there to complain about this episode? I don't know. If you do have a dislike in this episode, please let me know in the comments because I want to hear it. I just you know talk talk to me. Talk to me. I want to hear it. What 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 about this that you did not like? Yeah, um, talk to us. So moving on from that, everybody's favorite section, our favorite scenes, and I'm actually going to touch upon this now because this this was one scene we didn't touch upon in major events, but there was a scene when. Um, Lena first got to the Gia Federacy. So one, it was nice for a fact that it was actually 
I cannot remember her name, but basically the lieutenant that's been over um, Shin in the game, she was the one who actually brought Lena to to meet Ernst. So I thought I thought that was a nice oh, touch. Yeah. But at, but but immediately after that, Ernst takes Lena to the eighty six memorial, and she just had she just fully breaks down and just and she <laughs> just even, start almost loses. But not only that, but she drops her box like right next to Shin's box. Yeah. And what's so, yeah, crazy? So she, what's so fun? Uh-huh. And what's so funny to me is I, I, I. So I thought what I thought was cool was because you know that box that she had was basically like Shin's box of like, uh, etched out, uh, parts of the mechs, basically all the people that he had to say goodbye to. But she mm-hmm. kept a hold, even though she thought that they might have been dead. She kept a hold of their four, five little drawings. Uh, mm-hmm. I just thought that was kind of cool because, uh, especially considering that she knows Shin probably would not just leave that anywhere. So it was just a good thing to of like recognition that she was like, okay, this must mean that they're still out there, or something like that. that. And then yeah, but yeah, so she left her little box like at, at the memorial as well, and it was just a nice touching moment because she mentioned that you know she'll never forget you know the eighty six and what they did and what they fought for, and she'll just never forget them. And you no, know, that's when after that was right after that scene is when she we had the big reveal between you know her and the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed that one as well. That was a uh, a good scene. Um, my other, because uh, besides ones we've already mentioned, because we I think we mentioned a plethora of good scenes. Like this episode was great. Um, so my last one is just <clears throat> at the end. End when uh, Lena recognized everybody. Frederick, yeah, Frederica is on like a crane from Fido, and she's just like, "Let's get a picture to commemorate this moment." And that's how they end. Basically, that's how they. That's a end, end card for the episode. Yeah, just really good. Like it, I, it, it, like A said earlier, and like I said, I, they almost got me to tears because it was just <laughs> it. It was just like a uh, like a welling up of happiness of like, damn, they fought this hard, and now they're back together, and all of a sudden, and the fight's not over. But like this, this nice little reprise from it. Could mm-hmm. not have asked for just like you know a better feel good type of like moment. Correct. Um, no, one I will touch upon this real quickly. We did mention already mentioned it, but my favorite scene was when Shan went to pay respects to Eugene. I'm not gonna go too deep into it because we already talked about that, but that was also one of my favorite scenes. But um, another one of my favorite scenes though was when Lena was on her way to meet the group. Like they did like a montage of all the group basically uh-huh. giving their thoughts on Lena and stuff like that. And Theo <laughs> <laughs> has some drawings of Lena, but not also just Lena. She also has some drawings of like Lena and Shan as well. I think that was like a nice heartwarming touching moment. She had a drawing he had a drawing of them together. That like it was uh-huh. nice. He was he was be- trying to make fun of them, but the drawing was actually very, very, very well done. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that was a good moment. Um I didn't have any others that I hadn't already touched on. Did you have one that you get a chance to show? Um, just a, just an honorary mention. Um, Cat Living is just amazing. <laughs> Kitty Living, not Cat. Kitty. Kitty. Yeah. The fact that she lived. That was that's the thing. And also, just I just thought that was funny in real life because cats always be getting into shit and then just being fine. So that was just <laughs> a funny like inside joke. But um, to go from there, rating of this episode. I'm gonna be real with you. It's still very hard for me. I'm not kind of cutting dry on this one, but like it's either a nine or a ten. I don't. No, I'm with you on that. I, I I'm at least giving it a nine. Yeah, at least a nine. I'm not. I don't know. I feel like almost because like last episode was just so good. It almost it's hard to it, top. Yeah, that. it's hard to top it. 
Because, like I said, while this had, in my opinion, that was the best time for the reveal, it, last episode was... It, if it had the reveal, it still would have been extremely well done. I just felt like this was the best way to do it. But the last episode was so good. I, I almost it feel was like... just so damn good. Almost like I can't give it a 10 in contrast to that episode. <laughs> like, if you put them together, they're the 10 upon 10s. Like, that's th- these two episodes. But I feel like, removed from that, this is yeah. very solidly like a nine or a ten. Like I cannot decide, but it's a very strong nine, though. Yeah, very strong. Now I, I I will say that the OST for this episode popped the fuck off. Popped off. Like they played the music at the right times oh. in this episode. They, like the the shit slapped this episode. They 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 popped off this episode. But as far as the rating goes i'm definitely like it's like you already mentioned i'm giving a nine it's, it's hard to compare the two especially just from last episode like last last episode was just done so damn well from from beginning to end just plot story emotion cinematography animation it just everything about last episode was just amazing mm-hmm. um but one thing i do want to touch up on before we end this because this is the end of 86 and we don't know when we're going to get this back again um there was a point in the episode where Lena mentions how the Gia Federacy is giving um, all the 86s a chance to become Federacy citizens. Mm -hmm. With that being said, do you think that the last group Lena was with, do you think that they took that, no, took that offer and they become, they're going to become citizens or do you think they're going to stay and fight with Lena, or do you kind of think it's maybe like a mixture of I both? I think it's a mixture of both. I think there are definitely people on that side who are done with fighting, who have seen enough battlefields, and I can't blame them, especially with the fact that they've had to defend their homeland. Not only did they have to run regular missions, but at the end, they had to defend their homeland for two months for it to even still, like, survive. So, I definitely think there's some people who are probably, like, shinning them, who feel like the fight's, if the fight's not over, I'm still in it. But I can't blame for. I, I d- highly doubt that there's not any of them who would not take the chance to not uh, to just retire and focus on something else. No, hundred percent. Um, I wouldn't be mad at them at all. I, if anybody stays, I think Cyclops is gonna stay. Oh, definitely yeah. with Lena because it, it looked like she came. She got has some a f- found respect for Lena now. Um, from what you know, from just from an interaction we got to see between the two of them. So if anybody stays with her, I, I do know I, I think that Cyclops is gonna stay with Lena. Yeah, same. But um, but yeah, but back to just you know the rating, just yeah, I mean nine is is I I can I could give it ten. It's just I don't I I don't know. I think it's just missing that one thing for me to bump it up to a ten. But like, as we mentioned before, this this episode was just it was amazing great. as well all around. There was nothing more I really could ask for. The OST slapped hard as fuck this episode, and we got you know we got a good resolution. We know it's not the end of the story, but for for this to be a season ender, or ho- hopefully not anime series ender, this they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, any last thoughts on eighty six? Just in case we may not ever see the anime oh, if again. That's it. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your family, watch this shit. I, it's great, and it deserves to be seen by more people. I agree. I agree. Um, so this this is your Ace and McMillian recommendation here. If you have not yet had a chance to check out eighty six, and you please go us. ahead. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I will still. If you've been watching this, anyways, I still would say go watch it for yourself. Anyways, um, it's definitely a good watch. 
the season is season one is now ended. Hopefully, the the anime series is now over. We will be patiently waiting for the season two announcement. And best believe, when we do get that season two announcement, we will let you guys know mm-hmm. that it is here because <laughs> we'll probably be going crazy when we finally get it. So, you know, we we just waiting. We just waiting. And with that being said. Why don't you go ahead and take us on out here, McMillan? All right, guys, I'll keep it real short because we went over time. Uh, Love you guys. Appreciate you for watching and listening. Please hit that like and subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, let us know what you thought about the episode. If you're from audio-only listeners, please consider following and giving us a good review. Um, As always, uh, enjoy some anime. Have a good time. Uh, See. (laughs) uh, Please, uh, if you want to keep up to uh, keep up with us on Twitter, we are at Gurren Otaku's, and on Instagram, we are at Gurren Otaku Council. Uh, Correct. With all that being said, guys, have a nice week. Have a nice day. This is Gurren Otaku Council signing off. Meeting adjourned. Peace. Peace.